Welcome to Critical Junction, episode 20. I'm Mark. Well, I am Luke. Hi, I'm Jill. Uh, so today we're talking about the Akashic Records, but before we get into that, um, let's talk about our last episode, our previous episode for, uh, for a minute. Um, so if anyone didn't tune into that one, uh, episode 19 centered around the time-traveling Donald Trump conspiracy theory and has quickly become our most popular episode to date for some reason. Yeah, I, crazy. I don't get it. Yes, yeah, we've got we've, yeah twice as much interest in that video as <laughs> anything else we posted. So and really fast too. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, to date, it's it's been out for two weeks and we have 155 views on this bad boy. Wow. I don't, I don't know <laughs> that why. Seems crazy. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't really. No, I don't know. It, it, it is kind of a funny thing. Like we're listening to other people just have conversations. And not having conversations ourselves, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's it's uh, living vicariously through people. But I guess it's a bit like eavesdropping, you know? That's sure. it. It's yeah. like eavesdropping. I mean, my favorite thing to do as a kid was just to sit around the table and listen and to the listen grown-ups. To the adults, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Ears a-flapping. Yeah, and not having a clue about half of what they were talking about, but still. <laughs> just like me with you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> so, um... I guess thank you to everyone who hey, yeah, who made that, that episode so popular. Uh, even if you just tuned into the first ten minutes, they're not listening to this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this one is not going to be as entertaining as episode nineteen. But uh, well, it may be as entertaining, but it might not be as interesting. I think I think it won't be as interesting just because I haven't heard anything on four chan about it. So that's it. <laughs> I think this one's going to be the best. That was my Trump. That was your Trump? Wow! <laughs> so you officially thought I was actually doing Alec Baldwin. <laughs> you were, that's right, you were doing Alec Baldwin doing President oh, Donald yeah. J. Trump. It's great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be, it's great. Gonna be great. Beautiful. Oh, that's pretty good, Jill. Yeah, is that good? Well, it's better, it's good. better than ours. <laughs> I that. I'm, not, I'm gonna stop now. Um, but yeah, uh, Check out our other episodes. Uh, all of them have some entertainment value to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, the famous Mandela blouse. <laughs> or uh, Luke learning a new word. Panacea. Yeah. Panacea. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Panacea. I feel like I want to eat some panacea. Like, it sounds... It sounds like something... It sounds like a meal. Like an Italian meal of some kind. Like, like a, I would yeah. really enjoy some panacea like right now. I'm thinking it's more like something... It's like something... <laughs> like the lisp when you say tapas. You have to put that lisp in there, right? For me, it sounds like something... Like that, some tapas. Something that comes out of the womb with the child that, like... The, oh, yeah, right. Know, and the yeah. doctor's going, you don't eat it. Like, what are you doing? Oh, oh but the non-doc... The alternative doctors say you do eat it. Yeah, you yeah, have right. to eat the panacea. Oh, we should have... We should have talked about that during our alternative medicine episode. <laughs> What, eating what is it? Eating placenta. Eating placenta. placenta. I was gonna like yeah. pancreas? No, it's not the pancreas. <laughs> pancreas, placenta, <laughs> panacea. Okay. So yeah, thank you for listening to episode nineteen, making it so unusually popular. Or yeah. Inexplicably popular, I guess. <laughs> um, please continue to listen to our current episodes as All well. Right. Uh, so yeah, back to today's topic. Um, I was recently watching an episode of Ancient Aliens because I needed something stupid to yell out for about an hour. <laughs> you, you, needed that. you said that last time. You're running out of excuses for watching Ancient Aliens. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, we're not buying it anymore, Mark. Okay, fine. I'm addicted to the damn show. <laughs> Can't stop watching this piece of drivel. Anyway, they, were, they somehow tied the Akashic Records into 
ancient alien wisdom and other such nonsense, and mm-hmm. you know how well how alien civilizations store their information in the Akashic records for people to access and gain more knowledge about the universe and all that kind of thing. So I thought, what the fuck? Let's do an episode on this bullshit. <laughs> so here we are, and that's what we're talking about today. The Akashic records, cosmic consciousness, maybe we'll throw in some ancient aliens in there just for the hell of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so uh, could you guys find much on these Akashic records? Like, uh... Unsurprisingly, I wasn't able to find anything that wasn't loaded with woo or from some new age website, but yeah. so, you know, I had to rely on uh, our favorite Wikipedia, right. um, which describes the Akashic records as a compendium of all human events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent ever to have occurred in the past, present, or future. Um, so the Akashic records were popularized by Madame Blavatsky, the uh, one of the co-founders of the Theosophical Society, which we'll talk about later on once we get to that. Um, but for the time being, what are your opening thoughts on the concept of the Akashic records and or cosmic consciousness? Is this something that's plausible, or is it just complete hokum, as I'm willing to believe? <laughs> well, I... I immediately thought of uh, Carl Jung and some of his archetypal ideas and and uh, I was thinking to myself it's possible that as human beings all having the same sort of brain that we could have you know uh, in a sense patterns yeah patterns you know we could have we could have dreams that are that are similar and, and things like that so I mean uh, supposedly Buddha legend has it had this sort of experience where he he had a vision of evolution from you know cellular level to how him underneath the tree meditating is that how he described it originally uh I don't I'm not exactly sure I don't want to say he described it this way but wait but supposedly who did uh, the Buddha like, the Buddha oh the Buddha the, okay. the guy the one <laughs> no uh, the, the I thought one you meant Bill Buddha said <laughs> no not Bill Buddha he's awesome but uh, no, Sid, Siddhartha something yeah something, yeah yeah, yeah. Gautama yeah yeah that guy okay <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yes. so he wouldn't have because evolution as a, as a he, concept didn't he did exist describe yet. it as like now we look at it and it's evolution. That's what he was talking about. Okay, and I, so I, he I, did I, say. I, I would have put more stock into that if he had you know had that vision and described evolution as evolution using the terms that evolutionary biologists use. Then I'd be like, holy fuck, well, this guy those, has some kind yeah, of yeah. But those like, terms didn't, didn't exist. That's what I'm saying. Like, but if he, he if, he ha- if he'd had a vision from some otherworldly plane about this kind of thing and described it using the proper terminology that we use now, that would mean something. Well, he he, I believe it. It is described as like from the muck, you know, the the, the goo to to you know uh, simple life forms to more advanced life forms. Sure, but he had that vision. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is like, if he had described it with the amount of precision that scientists do. No, but then then the theory would just be credited to him instead of to whoever actually came up with it many centuries later. No, but I'd like if he backed up his vision using the terminology, then I might oh, put okay. more stock into like ideas of visions or some kind of mm-hmm. higher level consciousness or knowledge. Yeah, that's the kind of problem with um, with any type of like prophecy or or vision and stuff like that is that um, it it kind of has to be described in very general terms or metaphorical terms and in that sense it like you can you can sort of project it or map it onto just about anything or at least a wide variety of 
of distinct things. You know what I mean? Like it's the very definition of the Barnum statement, right? If you make a general enough statement, then anyone can relate to it, and your prophecy right. is therefore confirmed. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that that I mean, it's like uh, it's like with the the supposed prophecies in these uh, Ingersoll Lockwood uh, Trump books. Um, uh, you know, talking about uh, uh, talking about a, a president uh, that is populist, and uh, and then you know people revolt and stuff. I mean, I I don't know how closely it actually does, uh, um, uh, like exclusively relate to our particular circumstance right now. Mm -hmm. You know, like it it could essentially apply to any situation in which uh, you have some kind of political unheaval, uh, upheaval and um, uh, and a um, sort of autocratic type of uh, figure you know it's 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 super general and 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 most of our history is littered with autocrats and revolutions and right so I don't know you know, to to say to say in the future this will this uh, a revolution will happen and there will be an autocrat. Um, well, well, no yeah. well, no duh. Well, no duh. Yeah, Bill Zuda, man. Exactly. Like, um, if he'd said there will be a president named Donald, let's say, just to keep it in the the vague range of prophecies, right? Uh -huh. President Donald will become an autocrat and people will revolt against him in the early part of the 21st century. Yeah, but that, he doesn't he, say that. No, he doesn't say no. that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's that. Any t any time any time you actually do inject uh, something that specific. Um, it's it's going to be wrong, and so that's why we don't know of any prophecies right. that have such specific information with, like, an actual freaking date and, like, a name of an individual mm -hmm. and a place, you know, like, that never happens. Right. What, you ha what you have is, like, maybe the mention of a place that exists, but there will be no hard date or, or specific individual, you know? Super there'll be vague, something like yeah. somebody with... With the letter E in his name will come along. <laughs> so okay, so what are these Akashic records? Like what okay, is the, yeah. what is the record here? Like what have they it, recorded? Because I mean, all to, of... like they're supposed to contain all of human knowledge throughout all of history, past, present, and future. Which is why they're saying that you know psychics and whatever can mm -hmm. access this by entering a higher level of consciousness. By through meditation or other means, and yeah, but it's produce... not psychics. No, it's, yeah, it's well, everybody. Right. Okay. Everybody can. But uh, psychics are attributed in some circumstances, like Edgar Casey, as mm -hmm. having accessed the Akashic records and come up and came up yeah. with all these different prophecies or whatever. You know. Edgar Casey also <laughs> said though that there are as many psychic phenomena as there are individuals, mm -hmm. or there, there's there's possibility of uh, as much of a variety of psychic phenomena right. as there are oh yeah he went out there and counted he counted them it, I guess so yeah, yeah. oh he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he made an excel spreadsheet and, right, 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 right. <laughs> well yeah. my problem with prophets and seers and whatever is you know they well, first of all, what I mentioned earlier is the lack of specificity whenever they're making their prophecies. Mm -hmm. uh, but also when people are examining what they what they're prophesying, they always tend to to latch on to the hits and never the misses. Yeah. Right. And they use that as a justification for oh well see they predicted this but 
what about all the other shit they yeah, got wrong? Yeah, classic confirmation bias fallacy. Right, exactly. Um, Edgar Casey is a famous example of that. Uh, you know, he never heard of him. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, that that was my point. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, what do we know about Edgar Casey? Um, he played. Is this the guy that played baseball and he struck out? <laughs> there was that another Casey. <laughs> no, that's a different Casey. Yeah. Casey at the bat. <laughs> no. Well, he fucking struck out this Casey, anyways, right? No, what do we so, know I mean, I'm, uh, okay, so I, I know very little about Edgar Casey. I know that he was known as the sleeping prophet. Uh, so a lazy uh, and prophet. He was, gotcha. <laughs> he was initially some kind of uh, Christian. Like a, uh, yeah, like a, some kind of doctor or some something. A doctor of Christ. Like a theologist or Maybe, something. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. A doctor of Christ. Yeah. Doctor of Christ. <laughs> I don't yeah. know too much about him either. Like, uh, I just did some. Very, very brief research. And this, this was like when? Later. Like in the 40s or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so. people were coming to visit him uh, because he could have apparently like had visions and about people and uh, and tell them things about about themselves or their future. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Basically, he's a classic like uh, um, psychic, right? Like, well, I, have you guys but ever somehow had... He, he had like a like a much more broad kind of cult following than your average psychic for some reason. So people seem to have believed him is what you're getting at. Yeah, right, right. Um, I think because he couched a lot of his uh, his language in in these more um, sort of general uh, uh, metaphysical terms, rather than than specifically making claims about being a psychic, he would he would talk about this kind of. Uh, uh, um, this kind of idea of going into a med- meditative state and, and just everybody having like a, a soul and, uh, and and accessing another now, general speaking kind of, of meditative states uh, this is an awesome segue uh, okay. going back to the ancient aliens episode that uh, well, this is all based <laughs> on uh, they brought on our good pal Deepak Chopra at one point oh, you, guys, oh. you guys love him <laughs> he's so awesome uh, and they had him they hooked him up to like some kind of brainwave pattern thing where they could, you know, they asked him to go into a deep trance-like meditative state and examined. And they discovered it's completely flatline. No, they, they, well, they just, yeah, because he's fucking mindless, right? (laughs) Well, that'd be a great meditation if he actually were. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That would actually give him credibility. But they, you know, they recorded different areas of his brain lighting up whenever he's doing his deep meditation thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Which means absolutely nothing because neuroscience knows that there is a noticeable difference in brainwave activity when someone is deeply meditating. There are there are like noted benefits to doing that. That doesn't mean that you're accessing a higher level of conscious consciousness no. or a different plane of existence. You're just mm-hmm. you're 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 turning inward and you're activating different yeah. parts of your brain that are normally dormant. Right? It's called imagining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that uh, that kind of um, bothers me about a lot of this. Like, how do you tell the difference between, um, uh, like, like a psychic vision, information that's being presented to you by the universe from like outside of you, kind of thing, right. but, quote unquote, um, versus things that your imagination is actually coming up with? Yeah, like the, as far as we know, and as far as science can tell us there are no thoughts outside the brain for obvious reasons mm-hmm. right? consciousness consciousness and but this is based uh, this is based on 
like if there's if there's no other basic assumption they they say like the the one piece of dogma that they've got actually this might actually be something more related to monroe i don't know if you know about from this. too close for comfort no 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 there's this thing called the monroe institute and they do something very similar to the akashic record thing i think they just it's it's exactly the same thing they just don't call it the akashic record and in this thing it's called the gateway experience right and and for for this model or whatever the one piece of dogma that you have to keep in mind is that uh, you assume that your mind exists separate from your physical being or your 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 spirit, you know, your soul. You you basically assume you have a soul. That's the one piece of dogma they say. So right away, I have a problem with that kind of thing. Like, uh, I, I guess I'm coming from the 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 Buddhist Taoism. Um, Point of view on, on meditation where they would say and if you have visions yeah ignore that shit because <laughs> right. that's not what you're doing that's that's just something you're seeing along the way and get past that kind of thing yeah that sounds like it's a lot more realistic in terms of uh, maybe assuming that it's your imagination working right right yeah 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 well and it also makes sense like i was talking probably about had a similar um well, he said something similar about that, you know, his practices. Like, it, whatever you encounter while doing this, forget about it. That's yeah, not exactly. why you're doing oh, this. Yeah, really. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the idea is to focus your mind, and so that's just another distraction kind of thing. Right, right. No, exactly. It's oh, a, and that was ironic. Okay, so here's something. Um, so yesterday I decided to actually do some of these guided... Uh, guided tours of the Akashic Records. Nice. So I listened. Jill is now enlightened. Everyone. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I did a couple of these meditation. Uh, 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 Go on. Things. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, it's like uh, it's like a hypnotis a self hypnosis kind of video, or just meditation. Um, and um, so they've got like that stupid new age music that plays in all of those videos which is fine you know it kind of washes over you and you can ignore it as a lot easier that i guess than than other kinds of music should we be playing that music over uh, <laughs> over this whole episode <laughs> um and uh and so they uh they just kind of get you to to get comfortable and then um and then just relax so they, they they tell you uh they tell you to breathe in deeply uh and then uh, to imagine um imagine sort of a wave of relaxation starting from the top of your head and then kind of washing washing over over you like over your forehead over your face and Man, I'm, uh, getting, and I'm getting your, relaxed just listening your to your shoulders <laughs> and once you're relaxed um, you give us your pin number <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I woke up this morning and my uh, my my bank account was completely cleaned out. It's amazing. I felt great about it. I'm completely free. Did you, from get, any, the... did you get any emails from Nigerian princes by any chance? <laughs> well, the video, the first video I listened to was. Uh... So your experience of doing the doing the thing. Yeah. Okay. You, so did you, did you get so, anything transhuman or otherworldly? So I, I I mean I. I'm kind of interested in meditation. I don't do meditation, uh, but it's something that I've been thinking recently. Like maybe, maybe it would be kind of, kind of beneficial to to, mm -hmm. to like relax the mind sometimes, and like uh, I'm sure it has oh, yeah. uh, psychological effects yeah, and, it, and stuff like that. It's been proven to have beneficial, um, you know, 
well, benefits. Right. Beneficial benefits. Too. Beneficial benefits. Beneficial <laughs> benefits. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's and it's not um, meditation isn't uh, isn't something that um, uh, that the more woo woo kind of metaphysical people actually own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just theirs. You've got Sam Harris who uh, who talks at length about meditation and even. The, the title of his podcast, Waking, Waking Up, up is yeah. actually uh, from, uh, from a book of his that's <clears throat> about meditation and not about uh, like the other stuff that he talks about, like religion yeah. and, and uh, morality or whatever. Um, so so anyway, so I I did this and um, and I I think I was actually able to get myself to relax and you kind of you you can kind of get yourself into a space where you get sort of a tingly kind of like complete relaxation you know you can make yourself do it just mm-hmm. by by thinking about it and um, and at one point uh, during this okay so in these videos specifically they get you in in that space and then they tell you to imagine like coming upon a temple that's like a great library. They want you to have an orgasm on a, on a temple. Oh no. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, so, uh, uh, so you imagine like you're coming into a great library uh, and, uh, and then you, you walk through the library and you look for like... Uh, so in this library there's, there's supposed to be like these giant books everywhere along the walls and... Uh, you look for one that's glowing, and they, they tell you this in the video. You know the the, the very uh, um, the very soothing kind of uh, voice tells tells you every once in a while these little things to think about. So you imagine a book that's glowing. You go get it. You open it up, and uh, this would be your your akashic record. And you open it up, and. Um, you're supposed to you're supposed to try and see in their information or you let it give you information that uh, that that you want you know so you you ask it a question so in one of the videos that it's I was cosmic listening to magic eight ball yeah yeah, no yeah exactly and one of the question uh, that uh, that that one of the videos suggested uh, I asked myself is what is the most important thing I need to know and understand at this time that's very kind of open question it's not like asking specifically what number should I play in the lottery next week you know? mm-hmm. no it's, so, so it's very general and um, and uh, so you just kind of ask that question and you're supposed to be in your mind looking at your Akashic record and uh, and uh, you're in these uh, Akashic record videos they're specifically kind of saying that you're look what you're seeing in the Akashic Record is your past lives or an earlier part of your own life. They didn't. Uh, they didn't actually talk about the future thing, mm-hmm. even though, even though, as we as we just read from the from the description of, of Akashic Records, is that it's supposed to be a record of all things right. past, present, and future. Everything. But oh, so in, these, in these videos, yeah. Was, okay. yeah, it's timeless. But but in in these videos, they're they're really only telling uh, telling you to. To, to, to look into the past or something or into your past lives right so it was weird but um, I felt like I couldn't read 
when uh, when I was I was doing that like I, like in my mind I like um, one of the things they talk about with the with this uh, meditation stuff is the left brain right brain um, kind of model where your right brain is all about like this this mm. uh, uh, more more spiritual and uh, and metaphorical thing and your left brain is your more logical side and your more rational side and stuff. recent so, studies so, have started debunking that entire concept okay <laughs> so well when I was doing this uh, this thing I mean it's it, it's it's probably completely coincidental but as I was in this imaginating kind of space uh, and in this library and, and and relaxing and stuff like this I felt like I could only feel the right side of my body like, huh. like, 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 like the the left side of my body, I was just blind to it. And they say that with the right brain, left brain, that basically your right brain it's actually flipped, is really. more connected to your opposite side of your body. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, you, and your left brain is con connected to the right side. So, uh, so I mean, and I guess you could say metaphorically that I'm like way too stuck in my in my my literal, uh, <laughs> uh, logical, rational. Uh, uh, left brain stuff, so that's why I could only imagine my my right side, you know. Yes. Yeah, so this when you look down at the book and realize it was Tainteo Congo or something like that. <laughs> Tainteo Congo. <laughs> no, I, I just saw like, uh, like in in my imagination it was like a jumble of gold light uh, uh, and stuff, but I couldn't actually get any like uh, like distinct images or. Or, or, or letters or, or, or whatever to say anything or, or, or this is all power of suggestion stuff yeah exactly yeah. like I'm so, thinking of because I just read the exorcist <coughs> but that's the thing. book and, and okay. in the book uh, the priest, so you read, you would, the book? exorcist oh the exorcist so uh, we've all seen the movie and read yeah. the book and, uh, and the priest finds out that there is a book in the household that mentions exorcism and he theorizes that she probably read it, and so therefore is well, making that right. Go. So it's yeah, in her consciousness yeah. now. There you kind of go. Thing. So yeah, like all these experiences. I thought, I thought it was kind of disappointing that the that the they didn't include that in the movie because that would that would kind be of awesome. interesting. Yeah, 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 no. It introduces this little speck no, of yeah, doubt right. in the whole thing. Yeah. In the book, it's all uh, psychologically and science based, right up until the very end when the other priest shows up and goes, "No, it's a demon. Let's go." <laughs> And, and the other priest is totally blown away by it, that he would even use that word, See, like, that is, demon. Like, that is a perfect <laughs> allegory for religion across all time. You know, progress, 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 religion comes in and smashes it all to pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. But yeah, like, all of these experiences are totally subjective and open to suggestion. And that's why I have such an issue believing in any kind of credibility about them. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's that easy to, to make yourself envision these things... And if it's that easy for someone, in the example of The Exorcist, let's say, to read a book and then be influenced by it, to, to behave in a certain fashion, then to me that just means all of this is total, total bullshit. And there's, but yet, people put stock into it because it gives them some kind of comfort. It makes them think there's something... Or confidence. Yeah, or confidence. It makes them think that there's something more to existence than just getting up in the morning and going to work and coming home and going to bed. Well, and that is pretty terrible, really. Like, the things that we've done with existence is pretty fucking terrible. No, am, I, am I wrong here? Well, I mean, Capitalism, we kind of, guys, we kind of don't have a capitalism. choice. We, we do what we do with existence because that's what we can do. Right. You know, like... Well, we can also do other things. We're just not... Uh, sort of. 
No. I mean, we're pretty bound by, you know. I don't think we're. I don't. I don't think we're I like. Think I don't think we're masochists. Pretty bound, but I mean. I think I think we're doing what we're what we're generally capable of doing. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but it's kind of like saying, uh, you know, uh, that that shitty band that writes shitty music is yeah. doing the same thing that this other awesome band is doing that's writing awesome music. Like, uh, I think that, that that we're doing this, but we can also do much better. No, does it? No, because I think that there just plain is. Oh, that's another. That brings me to another thing that bugs me. So I think that there is variety just in um, in in the relative abilities of different individuals right uh, we all have we all are are distinct on on different levels like some of us are better at languages some of us are better at music sure right mm-hmm. right um and, yeah, and we and, are actually and, unique and, and yet at, at the same time within each of those kind of like categorizations like okay this group of people over here is better at music but within that group there's like people who are better at music than others you know and right 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 and, and better I don't think everyone is. I don't think stuff. everyone is capable at, at coming to exactly the same. You and your coming. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, God, that's a lot of pressure, man. Jill is coming a lot on today's episode. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, jeez. jeez. <laughs> so, what I was getting to uh, before we were sidetracked. Um, what were you, you were coming to? <laughs> what I was getting to was that yeah. in these Akashic records type of ideas or these ideas of you accessing your previous lives and stuff like that, it presumes that everybody's got the same capacity to do that or to even understand these kinds of instructions, you know? And and yet there are... Uh, uh, there's, 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 there's just realities about mental health that prevent <laughs> certain people from, from, from reaching that kind of state. From reaching that kind of state, from understanding any of this stuff, yeah. you know, and uh, I don't know. Like, the, the idea is riddled with problems. Like, it presupposes the existence of past lives. It also presupposes yeah. the, you know, the ability to enter another realm. Like, it's just, it's, it's a lot of assumptions and, and presuppositions. Going, well, going I mean, right into it, right out, right out the gate. Yeah. I also don't understand what. Uh, so, what do these akashic records really reveal? I mean, so what if a schizo has a dream about the history of sandwiches? Like, uh, so what? Like, what is that? I yeah. saw, I saw the vision of sandwiches and all the sandwiches ever. You know, like, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, like I, a lot I, of room for all I didn't get like, any imagine. answer to the question. What's the most important thing I need to know at this time? Okay, so did you get anything out of out of your experience at all? So, other than the actual great relaxing, uh, like uh, physical experience of uh, of uh, meditation, when when I was in there, there was this super awesome feeling where you kind of you can kind of imagine yourself weightless in like a super dense sphere that that um, that doesn't weigh anything. You know, it's like. It's like something that not Isn't dense that but giant massive. Photon? It's like um, these are some pretty interesting visions that you had. So good? imagine, imagine you could, you could like, imagine like a little speck 
right in front of you and you can pinch it between your your two fingers and like move it around really easily but this speck Are you talking about your is like again? is like connected to the entire solar system or something like that like and you can just move it around like it's nothing okay you know what i mean like it, that's just the center of this imagined sphere or something that you can huh. okay but but your well, your totally did your, access your, as a Kashuk record. That that speck is in you. Like you're you're that you're that speck. You're you're the center of, of this thing, this place that you're imagining, right? Because it, tell, it tells space. you when you're going into this meditative state, the instructions are like imagine that you're connected through your spine down to the center of the earth and through the top of your head to the this, yeah, this it's, a pretty, idea it's a pretty classic cosmology. description. Like there, right? a lot of meditative and practices. It's, use it's that like same uh, what's that? What's that? Right. Um, uh, uh, what's that movie with Hugh Jackman? The Fountain. Uh, the Fountain. Yeah, The Fountain. So, so they have that in there, right? Where he's like connected right. to the planet, and then and then like this the the the, the space uh, above yeah. him and right. everything. He's so in his jogging pants. I love I, I love that vision. It was almost like that movie had had, had the visuals first, and then went and we'll write a story around the visuals <laughs> that I'm going to present to you guys. That was kind of a, an awesome movie, though. I I, 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 really I liked, liked it a lot. Yeah. I really liked the fountain. Yeah, yeah. Ar Aronofsky. What was the last movie that Aronofsky did that was like way slumming it? I found. Wasn't it like like uh, Egypt or something like that? Or no, it was... Oh, it... oh, yeah, yeah, right. The the Moses one there, was it not? Or... Noah? Noah, Noah. Noah, that's, Noah that's the one, yeah. So that had some interesting things in it, but it was really a lot more conventional Hollywood blockbuster right. than anything else uh, I, I've seen. That I haven't yet. seen it. I heard it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I kind of liked it because it's the Bible meets Lord of the Rings. It's kind of the Bible oh, meets Lord okay. of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. fun. Well, now it's, I have it's to fun. Say. It's fun, but it, it's it's not as uh, as. Um, it's not the fountain. It's not as like emotionally kind of uh, uh, compelling, I guess, uh, than his his other than either. Uh, um, Either the Fountain, or what's that movie with the drug uh, right. addicts? Uh, what is it called? I keep thinking the Downward Spiral, just because <laughs> that movie is about like everybody yeah, in it. Yeah, just what is it called? Jared Leto on, on uh, heroin, you know? Shit, I don't remember. Come on, listeners, what's the movie called? <laughs> Please leave it in the comments so we can. Know. Requiem for a Dream. There, there you go. go. Still, <laughs> see, I just accessed my Akashic record. I can do it instantaneously now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, the Akashic record. So might I add though that so uh, our our first forays into into meditating is still mm -hmm. just the beginnings of meditation. Sure. You yeah. know, like mm -hmm. we're not good at it. No, it's no, actually exactly. very difficult. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you get better, it will reap more Maybe. rewards yeah. and things like that. You know. Well, that's why people in this episode, when they're examining Deepak Chopra's meditative state, they're all super impressed. Oh my God, he's some kind of master of doing this because look at look at how his brain is reacting. Right. Well, no, you know. The, well, the, and yes. Yes and no, but but like the, those those. <laughs> now brain, I like it. Yes and no. Good, good. <laughs> those brain waves are typical of anyone meditating. Right, right, so right. So it doesn't mean he's like some kind of some kind of spiritual master or something. It just means he knows how to meditate. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there are there are certain levels of meditation where you get different types of results, but they all start with that benchmark of different regions of the brain firing in different ways than they normally would. You know, that's that's just a fact of meditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was 
So the, where I got this thing about the uh, the, the gateway experience, mm-hmm. which uh, which I I said is, is identical to the Akashic Records thing, I got this on from some post in our conspiracy on on Reddit. Some guy, it was it, like nobody noticed it. It got like maybe five upvotes or something. Uh, but uh, this guy talks about finding in uh, the the CIA uh, FOIA request uh, documents that have been released, uh, mm-hmm. like a Freedom of Information. Uh, right. Act uh, request. There's like a briefing, um, sort of like an essay or whatever, a briefing about uh, the gateway experience from the CIA. Somebody, somebody with the CIA, some some um, um, some guy who's actually in in the the military there because he had uh, like a rank like corporal or something like that. Uh, he was asked to look into the viability or the. The the the, 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 the realistic the the, stare at goats. <laughs> whether there's any kind of realistic or useful basis sure. to the concept, you know, I guess maybe because uh, uh, they look into anything that might be helpful yeah, for like intelligence it. or whatever, and uh, so the guy talks about um, so he talks he talks about uh, the, the existing things like hypnosis, which we know works or, or uh, which we know. Does something. A, has, does something has applications. The power of suggestion. Yeah. The power of suggestion and uh, meditation. He talks about meditation, uh, and, but he also goes into like the theoretical physics stuff about um, about how uh, like the you know how the, the 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 that dual concept of matter versus energy being. A little, a little bit metaphorical because ultimately, when you go small enough, everything is energy, right? right? Like everything is just oscillating strings. If you're, if you, if if, if you subscribe to you string subscribe theory, subscribe to string theory, right. which most people do at this point. Uh, well, I think. Yes, well, yes, well yes, most yes. theoretical physicists do. I think they're they're kind of split down the middle. Are they really? Yeah. String theory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's some people are like all for it, but others mm-hmm. are more classically inclined because they say we can't test it therefore it's not really a valid theory right yeah um, but then again you have other physics like I, well you sort of can test it the right? math like, is that's there what the, that's what the large hadron collider is yeah, for yeah and like the math is there the math backs up string that's theory. it yeah and you know if you want to go deeper than yeah M theory even is more refined than just mm-hmm. straight out string What's theory M theory it's a different kind of uh, explanation for or string theory, but it, it yeah. goes to a, a different it's length. And they talk about like the eleven dimensions. Right. Yeah. There's an eleventh dimension on top of it to encompass the rest of the like the ten subfolders of dimensions. I guess you can call them <laughs> subfolders. <laughs> well, one of them is the library, Which leads me to another point, and this is something that really bothers me: is because of the of how complicated stuff like string theory is, and M theory, and quantum mechanics. A lot of spiritualists and people like Deepak yeah. Chopra will use that, like we've mentioned before, that, as yeah. a kind of... That's why I was bringing it up, actually, yeah, because yeah. you were talking about, about Chopra, and I wanted to bring it back to that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll use it as a justification mm-hmm. for... Well, well, quantum physics says... And this is... Chopra is especially guilty of using quantum Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all about bending, bending that and counting on the ignorance of laymen. Right. And uh, it works. Yeah. It, it he totally makes Holy so shit. much money off of this. People love him for it. Like, right. It's crazy. But yeah, like just because something is hard to understand and something mm-hmm. is complicated and obscure doesn't make it magic. Yeah. It just means it, you know. It also doesn't mean that all of a sudden everybody's assumptions about what it might mean are equally valid. Exactly. Which is what he counts on. He says, no, because we don't understand it, 
that means that it's totally totally possible that uh, that uh, uh, my what I'm presenting to you is exactly the case. Right. You know? My model or whatever. And there was no balancing force on this show to counter what he was saying. You know, mm. There was no quantum physicist right. okay. to challenge, well, that's not what this means, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys ever had um, any sort of prophetic experience? Prophetic like maybe a, experience? A, a, a I, had one. I had one. So, go on. Yeah, so tell your story. This was right before Pope Benedict was elected. Okay. Um... And I'll, I'll explain my reasoning of why I came to this conclusion in, after I finished the story, but I had a dream the night before his election saying that the next pope will be 70, I can't remember how old he was at the time, 77 or 78? Okay. Uh, but anyway, like, the next pope will be 77, 78, insert actual age here, from Germany. So I wake up in the morning, I go downstairs to tell my dad that I had this dream about the next pope being this age from Germany, just as the radio comes on to announce that Pope Benedict, 77-78-year-old German, had been elected as the next pope. So, I predicted the coming of Pope Benedict, which is awesome. Wow. But, my explanation for it is, I most likely heard something on the radio or on TV About who was that. even in the running. Who's in the running, who's most likely to be elected. And mm. that influenced my dream, and that's what happened. Probably. Okay. So that's my prophetic experience. Hmm. How about you, Joe? Anything? No, I don't think so. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> uh, for myself, I, I on occasion have what seems to be uh, dreams that seem to be prophetic. Okay. Like I will, I will meet people in my dreams before I meet them in reality, and it's happened uh, a few times in my life. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've had a, I've had dreams or experiences like that uh, where I feel like. The figure in my dream is a representation of the person I met later. Yeah. Uh, but I remember distinctly that the figure in my dream was indistinct. Mm -hmm. Like it, it had no specific facial features. So, so you're it retroactively applying. I'm retroactive. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Uh, for myself, for some reason, uh, I always remember them by their hair. Me too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Okay, but so, was the so, hair so, not distinct? Yeah, that's right. So the hair is is, is kind of distinct, I guess, um, but no more no more distinct than than uh, no more distinct than an eye color. Like you've got you've got what well, like four eye colors that you can that you can basically categorize anybody in. Well, so hold on, a hair is more than eye color, or sorry, it's more than just color. Like I guess shape and, and and stuff. Like but that. I mean, if I think about the the hair in my dream, I know several people that have hair just like. The person in my dream. So, so specifically, I had a I had a dream uh, uh, of uh, of uh, uh, a girl who 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 Ella could actually match very well with from just the hair, the length of the hair and what's her, the, what's the her blonde. Uh, <laughs> what's her number? Her, her number is my number. She's my oh, wife. Oh, your wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so so. I mean, it, it, to to me, it seems fairly obvious that I just that I just chose because there's a the, I have I have romantic sensibilities, so <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious to me that when I when I did uh, ultimately meet Ella and we hit it off and and, and we and built a relationship immediately, I, I was able to go back to this to this uh, this dream that I have in my memory that was really vivid and, and 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 compelling and entertaining, and I was able to say, oh hey, she could fit there. See, well, the brain is amazing at filling in the blanks, right? Yeah. This is like this is it's a well-known fact that we only absorb a tiny or consciously absorb a tiny amount of information that we 
the brain processes on a daily basis, right? So in, in the cases of dreams like that, we have a vague recollection of something that happened in our subconscious whenever we were asleep and dreaming. And then when we wake up and something kind of fits that pattern that we had in the dream, even remotely, the brain tries to fill in the blanks and apply what you're seeing to what it experienced subconsciously. Mm. That, so, like that, I think that's how you one might explain that. Like that. I mean, so does that work for you with your 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 kind of hair uh, <laughs> hair figure predictions? Yes. Or? Well, the truth <laughs> is, I, I actually do think, Jill, that you recognized your wife when you when you met her. You went, oh, like you guys decided to get married way earlier than is sane. Than is sane. <laughs> No, but it's true. You guys met each other, and if I understand correctly, by the end of the weekend, you were going, oh, like, we're going to get married, it seems, kind of thing. Like, it was... Well, not, not it quite. Was, so it was, it was, was a, a much longer kind of... kind of. Did you court her properly? Uh, did I court her properly? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I suppose I courted her. <laughs> Whether or not it was Whether proper. Whether or not it was proper. <laughs> well, Might I, have been I improper. <laughs> I, I guess uh, there there would have to be a willingness to accept that it's even possible before we can even you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. and and, and, and basically you guys and are saying you're not you're you, you don't want to or you're not no, going no, to, I mean, you just no, can't or that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is I'm unconvinced right 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 as usual what I'm saying is that the alternate uh, uh, and uh, and more reliable explanation actually actually works there so why right. why violate Occam's razor hmm. and assume that it's the more wild metaphysical explanation. Right, right, right. But right. what I'm getting at is that there may be some evidence there of, of, of something. Okay. It may, it may be. It, may be. it yeah. may be that you had a dream about your wife before you met her. Sure. And it may be that I've had dreams about people before I've met okay. them as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're right that there is an element of realizing it later. Yeah. You know? And then filling in the gap and remembering, like memory is a big problem, anyways. We can't right. really remember things. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. But for myself, in dreams and what seems to be prophetic dreams, they immediately feel different. And, okay. And I often have these dreams before there is a big event. If if someone's to die or something like that, or something big is going to happen, I have a dream that seems different from the other dreams. Yeah, uh, and it's and and it is. I'll agree that, that our different dreams have different qualities, and and that's why we remember certain dreams and not others. Right, they stand out, and you do they remember. They stand out, but the fact that they're standing like it's it's a it's a bit of a, uh, a, a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy type of thing going on there. In my mind, it could be at least that because I had this dream that that also, in my mind, I imagine had a, a quality of being being. Uh, more vivid or more uh, more compelling. Now I'm looking for anything to actually be able to right. to, to, to apply match to, it. to yeah. apply it to, you know. So uh, so that it's again confirmation bias type right. type of thing. Man, what, what we can almost say that having any preconceived notions of anything ruins uh, our experience of things. Maybe I, yeah. if we could come in and experience the world, yeah. all baby And, and that's like that's like what they what they say is the difference between the left brain and the right brain too. Is that the 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 right brain is just kind of more more uh, like vulnerable to 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 suggestions and 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 just open to like anything. Whereas the left brain is is constantly like analyzing, analyzing and and explaining and, explaining right, and right, doubting right. and questioning and. Right. And it's sort of like a gatekeeper 
mm-hmm. to the to, to it's it's actually like a gatekeeper to the right brain. Right. So so normally like information first goes through the the, the left brain to kind of identify it and, and and analyze it and then let it through to the to the right brain to, to see what the right brain can do with it. But when you go into meditation or hypnosis, it's about sort of disarming the left brain so that the suggestions can go straight to the right brain. Yeah, like the, the right brain and, is and kind then, of described as that screaming toddler who's trying to reach for everything at the same time, whereas the, the left brain is the parent holding them by the scruff of the neck, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't fucking, don't touch that. What are you doing? <laughs> Put the put the puppy down. I like that visual. <laughs> don't 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 eat that. Don't put it in your mouth. What are you, damn kids? <laughs> <laughs> what, so what what do you um, what are you thinking? Uh, uh, are you, Luke? Are you? I am. No, no. <laughs> yes, no, I am. <laughs> yes. You're just making fun of my searching for words here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> If everyone, if everyone can I'm see, deeply, I'm also pointing. I'm, deeply I'm pointing hurt. at him. I'm deeply hurt. No. So, yeah. I, uh, for myself and dreams, uh, I, I seem to have had some experiences with, which lead me to believe, not necessarily, but that it is possible that dreams don't seem to be locked in time like we are sort of thing. Okay. I think it does have access to... A timelessness, almost as if we've already lived our life. Uh, I often think of that 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 Nietzschean idea of the the uh, infinite. What is it uh, that will experience the same life over and over and over again in exactly the same way? Okay, the infinite return. Yeah, know? the infinite return idea, sort of thing. It's it's basically meant to be a mantra that that's that's meant to. Uh, lead you to a firm life and say yes to every moment in life kind of thing that being the idea See, I, there's something strangely compelling about what you just said about dreams not being bound in time because in I'm going to sound like Deepak Chopra here but in, in quantum physics or even when you, when you talk about things like special relativity or general relativity for that matter the universe or time itself can be viewed as not just like slices of instances that we're percepting or being aware of in a given moment. It's it's everything all at once, right. if you will. And we're just we're just noticing slices of that as we live our lives. Right. Right. Almost as if uh, life itself and existence uh, occurred in a flash, and we're now experiencing it in slow motion, and that's what life is. It's almost residual mm. from what's already happened. Like the whole timeline happened at once, and then now we're just like choosing to start from the beginning and or the what we call the beginning and move through it in some kind of linear direction. But it's almost arbitrary that we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Some deep shit, man. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. <laughs> but but I mean, I I don't think so because we. I mean, we can't actually look into the future. The, the future has, has literally not happened yet. Mm-hmm. No, There's you're nothing right. there to see. And, right and we don't know what, what universe of future we're looking into because the, the universe splits at the now in, into infinite possibilities. Yeah, like if you right? subscribe to, the, uh, to Everett's Many Worlds theory, then yeah, exactly, right? Which of those realities hasn't happened yet? It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think uh, yeah, the future hasn't occurred. 
but it's kind of like it has and it hasn't at the same time. It's paradoxical. What suggests that it has? What like, like that's the thing I don't get about this. Yeah, this I don't know. What I'm talking about man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm yeah, sorry. Sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> Isn't that what we're what we're here for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice that made like, sense though. You know? It's the whole premise of the show. <laughs> the whole premise of the show is three guys talking out of their asses. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's no visuals associated with that. Sure, pants is down, bent over right now, pointed at the, the <sighs> microwave. No, the microphone. <laughs> the microwave. Uh, Wasn't there some kind of conspiracy theory about microwaves? Probably. Uh, no, I mean recently. <laughs> that they're bad? No, 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 something about Obama and microwaves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trump said that... Uh, it, uh, Obama was spying on him through his microwave or there something. There you go. Oh yeah. my god, talking with tinfoil head. Yeah. Like, he's going to be coming out there with like fucking tinfoil around his head and going like, you got to do this, guys, to protect your mind. <laughs> that Everyone. would be great. Uh, there's a fun experiment you can do with a cell phone and a microwave. It sounds terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like just yeah. If you put your cell phone in there and turn the microwave on, it blows up. <laughs> well, there's that experiment. Uh, this is Samsung. It should just blow up anyway. So. Like, due, due to the the difference in wavelengths. By the way, Samsung, if you want to call in, and yeah, if you want to sponsor the show. <laughs> uh, but due to the the difference in wavelengths between microwaves and cell phone signals, it, the you know that that shield on the microwave door with all the like the, the holes in it that yeah. that's so like that's designed specifically so microwaves can't. Penetrator, or yeah, to block the microwave from right. coming in. But surprisingly, it works with a cell phone too. If you put your cell phone in a microwave, don't turn it on, you retard. Uh-huh. But then call it; it won't get a signal because that shield is blocking the wave from uh-huh. the cell phone. From you know, is that essentially like a Faraday cage? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Except instead of blocking radio signals, you're blocking microwaves. microwaves. So have fun with your microwaves out there, folks. And your Samsung phones. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't blow Two them. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so any uh, any closing thoughts on? Cut- we never actually mentioned Lavatsky in this, but whatever. Lavatsky. Who's Lavatsky? Who's Lavatsky? You don't want to talk about? I'm tired. Talking about it. <laughs> All right. Look up Lavatsky, guys. <laughs> yeah. If you care. If you care. She's a fraud. That's my entire point. Oh, okay. Enough. Did we, uh, did we, we talked about what we were supposed to talk about here on this episode? Yeah, okay, right. The, the Kashik. The, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what it's called. The Kashik Records? Akashik. Akashik. Kashi. Akasha. Kashi Records, everyone. Kashi Records. Any, any great cereal. Any final thoughts on uh, the Akashic Records, Cosmic Consciousness, Deepak Chopra? Uh, I, I don't see how anything's solid. Like, come on. Like, uh, we're accessing infinite records? It could be anything. Yeah, I just access it. There you go. Yeah, uh, all the Smurf episodes. I just watched. Yeah, them. No, well, it's like it's like with the with with the the, the Akashic guided uh, record, the guided Akashic record experience that I did. They say, okay, so you ask it your question, and and then they do the thing where they cut, they, they bring you out of your hypnotic state or whatever, and they go, so maybe you didn't get an answer there. Uh, <laughs> just uh, you know, in the next uh, several days, something might come to you. How convenient. <laughs> How convenient. In the meantime, what's your PIN number? <laughs> uh, what was your mother's maiden name, and who was your first pet? <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Luke, what about you? Any final thoughts on the issue? Uh, my mom's last name is Kelly, and my uh, pet was uh, Buffy, my favorite pet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So if anyone wants to steal Luke's identity, you pin know number eight seven seven six. No, I don't even know my pin number. He's got loads of nothing in his bank account anyway. So. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. 
Oh dear. As for myself, I remain, as usual, entirely skeptical of the entire thing. I don't believe it. I neither do I. I don't believe it, but this this uh, this subject at least gets me wanting to do more meditation. That's if anything. Like th- this this brought something to me. Right. If anything, if anyone's I, gonna I, get... I totally want to do that shit some more. Okay. Here. How about this? Let's do. I ex- can't be bothered to go to the gym, but <laughs> I'll meditate in my living room. Well, I mean, it is it is an exercise, right? It's an exercise yeah, that it's you will get better for at. Your mind, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, would you be willing to to go on with these akashic uh, experiments? Sure. Yeah. Just to see if you get anything out of them. That's right. Yeah. May I mention also? I mean, because even metaphorical stuff is is uh, is is. Um, I, I guess meaningful, or, right. or we can we can bring meaning. Any result is a result. Any result is a result. There you go. Uh, I was going to say that uh, you were talking about the ancient alien thing, and something that's often mentioned by people that uh, have close encounters with aliens is this idea that they do seem to be closer to God. They are more. Oh yeah. They are more evolved the mentally. Aliens aspect of this. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> they're more. They're, they're, they seem to be more evolved, right? They're speaking to you right. like the Greys speak to you telepathically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a, an immense sense of peace and, and all that fun stuff, you know. There's a compassion yeah. element there, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's all. I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's often this idea that that aliens are actually us are like our the future, future evolved selves. Right, you know, I've heard that. Well, right. I see that they're not actually different or separate entities. I'm all. And one. you can actually. Okay, but what? Well, I was just going to say, I'm all one, oneness of consciousness, guys. Well, so this all go. makes sense to me. Yeah, of yeah. course. We're, so we're either, either way, yada, yada, yada. either either way, uh, um, even if you don't literally think of it like as like the future of our specific species, these aliens. It think, is still us. You can also think about that that whole idea that uh, that you know the the oneness of the universe. We're all like, we're all these, uh, we're all this, the same kind of uh, like oscillating energy. You know, like. We're all part of that same fabric. Yeah. And uh, star stuff. We're made of star we're stuff. We're all made of star stuff. Uh, so is garbage. So don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> so we are all garbage. Uh, the Akashic records are also garbage. I think. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Just meditate. Just, med- med- yeah, just yeah. meditate, everyone. Just fucking meditate. <laughs> yeah. there, like I said, there are beneficial benefits for, <laughs> to <It's> meditation. <laughs> I'll say this about it. It's nice. It is nice. It's, it's, nice. Really, it's real nice. It's, it's nice. nice. It's nice. It's relaxing. You get to you get to feel all tingly. You shut off half your brain, I yeah. guess. <laughs> or more than half sometimes. Yeah. Fall asleep, if you will. Everyone should meditate. Sam Harris is a huge proponent of meditation. So, yeah. well, I don't think I don't think uh, having not practiced meditation, I don't think we're talking about meditation properly. Like, I don't think we know. Maybe, no, yeah, you know what I mean. That, that's that, yeah, probably. We're not approaching it. No, no, no. Uh, with yeah. any training. I, I mean, it's a very superficial uh, uh, thing here. I did like, a couple of meditation not, videos <laughs> that that they call meditation, but that yeah. aren't probably that, that aren't maybe aren't yeah. Well, those are visual. But I think it was like a kind of meditation a because I was able to, to to have like sort of a physiological experience, hmm. uh, at least in my mind. It felt like like I had like you, the tingly sensation, a, and I had a physiological experience in his mind. Everyone in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I perceived a is what I'm saying. I perceived a physiological experience. So you got something. You I got, got something out of it. Like, a result. Felt good. Yeah. Felt good. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a long, it was, never mind, I was going to mention that, orgasming on temples again. <laughs> okay. I, I, I refuse to leave the show on that note. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we have no choice then. Thanks, no, Luke. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not rescuing you. <laughs> Damn it. All right, fine. Uh, on that note, <laughs> this I'm is... I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I guess I'm horny or something. I don't know what's Maybe. Yeah, it could be. <clears throat> no, I don't think so. I'm just I'm a brat. A oh, okay, okay. Low brain cells, a bit hungover, you know. <laughs> just, just a smidge. All right. <laughs> just a smidge. Now Mark's talking about his penis. Oh come! Oh, come. oh. oh. low blow. <laughs> Below the belt. I call him a smidge. <laughs> so that's the note we're leaving on. <laughs> hey everyone, Mark's penis is called smidge. Oh. <laughs> it is not. Shut up. <laughs> Worst episode ever. <laughs> so on the heels of our 155 view, episode yeah. 19 comes this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two listeners. Two, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're very disappointed. <laughs> the same person who like, accidentally clicked on the show and then decided, eh, maybe I'll give it another try, then goes away. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's call it. All right. Uh, this has been Critical Junction episode 20. I'm Mark. I am Luke. I'm Jill. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you again next time. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs>